Good afternoon or morning or evening or night, left on red listeners. Uh, it's Cam here. Um, not going to do a super long intro, but yeah, this is going to be uh, episode two or part two of our interview with the the great Jimmy Fallon Gong. Um, yeah, there's not really a whole lot to say. This is a busy week. It's a holiday week. Um, so we're not going to get together and record anything, uh, you know, additional to add on. We'll get right to the juicy part. Uh, I do just want to quickly say thank you so much for all of the listeners and the support that last episode brought in. Uh, we can only assume that we have listeners of Program to Chill to thank for that. Uh, so thank you all so much for kind of migrating over and checking out our stuff. Obviously, that episode... Um, episode 59, part one of this interview was a huge hit for us. Um, but you know, people were also listening to a lot of our other stuff and we really appreciate that. So thank you so much. Uh, I'm not going to hold up the show any longer. Um, I think we'll kind of just dive right back in to kind of uphold continuity. Um, just wanted to quickly sort of introduce the episode and thanks again for all of the support this past week. We really appreciate it. Um, we'll be back next week with some more cool stuff of our own and, uh, we hope that you guys continue to check us out and, uh, enjoy what we're doing because we're, pretty stoked at the uh the response that we've gotten lately so thank you so much and uh like i said without further ado enjoy the show think should we go through a couple of the um a couple of the guys <laughs> yeah i mean like... that's what the people want <laughs> yeah 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 the people the people They've want spoken. yeah they want they want their bread and circuses so let's i think i mean i think santa cruz is a good place to start mm-hmm. if we start talking about just the fuck the coterie of freaks that were hanging around the bay area in the late mm-hmm. 60s if we if you want to start there yeah, absolutely. Let's see here. So, two of my favorites would be definitely be Ed Kemper and John Lindley Fraser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your favorites? I just, sorry, I just think. That... Yeah, oh, I know. Man, Ed Kemper. I am not rules. a. I'm not a true crime head. Like, yeah. I'm not actually yeah. a fan of any of these people. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I am a fan of the actor who plays Ed Kemper in Brilliant, Mindhunter, yeah. though. Like every time oh, I think yeah. of, I, I can't like I always still picture his voice mm-hmm. in my head anytime I read or hear about Ed Kemper. Just that guy's <sighs> portrayal was so good. No, I, I, I really did enjoy the first season of Mindhunter, and yeah. it's almost yeah. like all because of the Ed Kemper. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. It's like I watch it and I'm just like, all right, I'll accept the psyop. I'll accept it. And I did want to say, so you've seen it. Have you seen the Mindhunter show, Cam? Uh, I watched season one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Because they talk to Ed uh-huh. Kemper. 
who definitely did probably the majority of the crimes that were attributed to him. Yeah. They don't yeah. talk to John mm-hmm. Lindley Frazier <laughs> because he probably did not do most of the crimes that are attributed to him. Right. Yeah. You notice they, I forget exactly, but like they either don't get to talk to David Berkowitz or they only get to barely talk to him. Briefly, yeah. yeah they mm-hmm. briefly talk to David Berkowitz. And the guy that they got to play him looks like just like David Berkowitz, mm-hmm. too, which is funny. Yeah. It's funny, because like, they barely get to talk to Berkowitz, they barely get to talk to Manson, and it's like, that's because... Uh... <laughs> well, especially Manson, too, it's like, well, that's because he was a spook. But, right. yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> No, so, man, he was just an aspiring folk singer with some freaky ideas, okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, who routinely got arrested and just immediately set free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave McGowan does not, like, argue that, like, all of these serial killers are deeply fucked up people. Because mm-hmm. they are. They're, like, yeah. demonstrably. Yeah, it, yeah. Right. It, it go. yeah, you, you know. Like... That, that's sort of one that, like, you can accept that yeah. that premise, you know. In fact, he yeah, kind of that. goes into aspects of several of these serial killers that, like, tends to almost support the idea that they are what they are. Because, like, there is this idea that there's a certain amount of serial killing that just exists naturally. Have you ever seen those, yeah. like, charts that show the amount of serial killers by country? Oh, uh, yeah. I the United not, States yeah. is just <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> yeah, in the United States from the 60s to 80s especially, but yeah, in general. I mean, I think we talk about that too. Like, um, I think it was in our Jack the Ripper one, you know, we talk about like there's always mm-hmm. kind of been serial killers. Like you have like Guy de mm-hmm. and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like that are just in the historical record from like even like a, cent- uh, you know, a, a millennia ago and shit like that. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. But for sure, like, Dave McGowan goes through how a lot of these serial killers were Mm -hmm. abused as children, no surprise. Yep. Frequently sexually abused, you know, Mm -hmm. no surprise. A lot of us know, like, some of the warning signs of, like, fire starting, bedwetting, like, abusing animals, like, Mm -hmm. and on and on. Um, Yeah, yes, yeah. The flip side is that a lot of serial killers were in mental institutions, which doesn't sound surprising because if they're kind of crazy, then there would maybe be a record of some of them receiving treatment. Now, Mm -hmm. where it gets interesting is when you can pin down where they were treated at certain points and see, oh, I don't know, they went to this facility. Were there any spooky fucked up things happening when they were at that facility? And... Wouldn't you know? Yeah, do you see uh, the human ecology fund there at all with any funding? <laughs> right. So Ed Kemper, in particular, was sent to Atascadero. Um, <laughs> and guess who else was at Atascadero? But this one doctor, Dr. Donald Lundy. Mm-hmm. Dr. Donald Lundy was fr- later called upon to testify at Ed Kemper's trial once he Mm -hmm. was convicted of like serial killing yeah and that was not the only trial that he testified at no it was not (laughs) this dude comes up every like 10 or 20 pages this dude's coming up at a different serial killer's trial Mm -hmm. Dr. so 
this Santa Cruz, San Francisco general area was home to at least six serial killers or serial killer adjacent figures. We're talking Charles Manson, Stanley Baker, Mm -hmm. Ed Kemper, Mm -hmm. Herb Mullen, John Lindley Frazier, and asterisk on this, the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. And then you could also put on a couple more, like, if you want to, like, loop in some other people as well. Mm -hmm. And you got to ask yourself, like, why Santa Cruz? Why San Francisco? Yeah, Yeah, even, like, Ted Kaczynski, uh, the Unabomber, he was there Mm -hmm. at the same time, and then he leaves there and, you know, goes and does his business. And so one of my guests that I had on my show, <clears throat> Pastiche Psyop, great mm-hmm. name for a <laughs> Twitter handle, uh, yep. she documented how, like, in Santa Cruz, they were running experimental, like, I forget exactly how she phrased it, experimental uh, rehabs on at-risk youths who had a propensity for violence. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. Ed Kemper doesn't sound like it was working too well, or it sounds like it was working quite well. Right. right. <laughs> and so there are certain places where they're like, where there are like these flare-ups, right? So Santa Cruz is a big yeah. one, where mm-hmm. I think Ed Kemper and Herb Mullen were pretty much active at the same time. They even dumped yeah, bodies like... next to each other at one point. Yep. Yeah, I think, like, literally, I think there may be, like, a month on either end of their, their kind of killing sprees mm. yeah. difference. But other than that, it's, like, the exact same time frame. And they get yep. caught around the same time. They get put on trial at the same time. And wouldn't you know, the prosecution and defense are pretty much, like, the same. Yeah. Yep, they have the exact same defense team, not even just one lawyer team. <clears throat> uh, Dr. Donald Lundy, he's there at both trials. Mm-hmm. Dr. D. <laughs> And yep. then, Dr. Don. so I don't know about you guys. Like, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not pretending like I'm a legal expert here. But yeah. when someone is more or less guilty of something horrific, your defense lawyer, no defense lawyer would ever tell you, hey, buddy, get on the stand. Tell them the details. Get the fuck up there, bud. Ar- <laughs> argue your, your case. Story. Tell- you fucking What's freak. Uh, tell them why that bitch had it coming. <laughs> tell, tell them that story about your mom's yeah. head. What was up with that? <laughs> For seven years, she said, I haven't had sex with a man because of you, my murderous son. is one of our arguments. I cut off her head, and, I'm, and I humiliated her corpse. It's a dare. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, dude, uh, no, dude, no. So, wait, listen, no, you guys are gonna fucking love this. <laughs> now, get a fucking load of this guy over here. <laughs> so, you will see time and time again anomalous defenses by serial killers' lawyers mm. where they tell their client to get on the stand and, like, discuss their yep. horrific crimes. Let it rip, dude. <laughs> 100% guarantees that they get convicted. Yeah, or they'll call witnesses that mm-hmm. like are just like this guy fucking did this shit, and he's a sick, he's a sick piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like that's supposed to be the the like the defense's witness, right? Yeah, yeah. And so like, there's just like 
bizarre anomalous cases where like yeah like i said just like weird things happen in trials with serial killers things that like okay serial killers are all, are already like statistical anomalies right because mm-hmm. even if mm-hmm. i don't know the government were creating serial killers or you know enabling Not them or something like mm-hmm. even still it's a statistical blip but right. yeah that doesn't explain why like the prosecution and the defense and the judge are like acting bizarre and like different than a normal murder trial right right <sighs> yeah or then like you're having like like you'll have these defense it'll be a different defense team but then they'll use the same playbook of a failed defense of a different serial killer and they'll call the same witnesses who fucked the <laughs> other guy. And then this defense team is like, yeah, why don't we just bring those guys over to this one right. too? And it'll be like in a different state and they're calling the same people over who are given the same fucking testimony that's damning right. yeah. your client. And it's just like, huh? you know, at a certain point, there's only like, you can only read that so many times before you're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's and something like, fucky going on here. Yeah, the, to a certain degree, somebody's getting paid like pretty well right now. To a certain degree, like I'm fine with making sure that those people go to prison. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, fuck them. But yeah. but then the issue is that maybe they didn't commit all of the crimes. Right. Maybe they only yeah. committed half of them, or you know, eighty percent of them, or something. Mm-hmm. Like, or there's like mm-hmm. Ted Bundy who gets arrested with a bunch of money on him at the Eagland Air Force Base, mm-hmm. and when they ask where he got all that money, he's like, it, what, he, "I forget exactly what he said, but he was just basically like, you know, there's other people involved here." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so he, at the Air Force Base is where he gets right. arrested, and like, it's like what? There are Ted Bundy <laughs> crimes where they happen, and like, you literally cannot possibly get from point A to point B quick enough to do both of the crimes. Yeah, he was, like, confirmed in a different part of the state. Yeah. Like, they said that he did the same attack. Or he did an attack, like, within minutes of each other, and he's, like, hours away. One of my buddies, Recluse, from the Farm Podcast, he actually tried to do the drive to even see if you could even (laughs) drive that fast to, like, get in, like, no, you can't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, or, like, where, like, his uh you know the killings at that like sorority house mm-hmm. where one of the the sisters who saw him was like yeah he had like a gigantic nose and he looked exactly like the groundskeeper <laughs> and then you have ted bundy who like didn't look like that mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. and they're like oh he was also wearing a face mask but she like clearly stated what his face was right well you see evan memory's a funny <laughs> thing and it actually yeah. means whatever we want it to mean <laughs> Yeah, that's why we've developed the False Memory Syndrome Foundation, just to handle these sorts of cases. And by the way, there are no pedophiles in the False Memory Syndrome Foundation. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, yeah, there would be Psych. no reason for them to be there. <laughs> that would be those ridiculous. those kids don't, don't really remember being yeah. molested. Like this bell bill in the phone. Shit, it just might be a hazard if you see I'm unprovoked. I'm a vote, never emo, cause emotions don't evoke. I devote most of my time and effort not to be approached. Fuck a ghost, it's the omen flowing through the most morose. In the gross system of the nervous system of the host. Comatose, homeostasis. How many bats overlook the oasis? How many bitches come out looking basic? Nigga, this life, this is not an equation, huh? 
Trump cards on deck like I'm Reagan, huh? Yeah. Every year some bullshit, I ain't pagan, huh? Yeah. I wanna take over the world, but while I'm waiting, huh? That might be the same day I'm fading Satan, huh? So, let's see here. Um, okay, so that's a good transition. Like, a bunch of serial killers said there were other people involved. And mm. there are a bunch of serial killers who other people said other people were involved, whether witnesses or whatever. So, off the top of my head, there's um, there's Wayne Williams of the Atlanta Child Murders, yep. mm-hmm. who can only be linked to the murder of an adult. Mm-hmm. And he was only yeah. ever convicted of murdering an adult. Not saying that he was like, not saying that and he then, was like blameless. He probably murdered a guy, but like he probably yeah. didn't murder those kids, right? Yeah. And then there's yeah, they're like yeah, we've we've caught the Atlanta child murderer, and we know this because he killed an adult, <laughs> right? And it's like the FBI profile, right? Typically talks about how yeah. serial killers go through like a refining of their process and mm-hmm. their hunting, blah blah blah, and like. There's all these cases right. that don't match that. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that. That this. That it's some sort of psychosexual thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you know they're they're trying to relive some sort of you know the, you know moment each time. And it's like okay, then why are they all doing this totally differently? Like, you know, we kind of like briefly went over the Zodiac earlier, mm-hmm. but like every Zodiac killing is a completely different mm-hmm. thing. You know what and I like mean? Like shootings don't even like really match that for the most part like yeah yeah exactly yeah um uh john wayne gacy of course he said that there were other people involved one of the victims said that there were other people involved one of the cops who was tailing him said that he while they were tailing him john wayne gacy met with some of his employees and he overheard him say buried it where with the other bodies Mm mm-hmm the cop heard him say that. Yeah, and like, and then, uh, and then when he was arrested, he asked if they had his associates in custody. Yeah, as like, well. Who did you arrest? Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, one of the victims was like, "Yeah, there was definitely other people squatting over me while I was being tortured," mm-hmm. and then he was just like, "Let go," as well. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Jeffrey Dahmer had both equipment mm-hmm. that he probably couldn't afford. He had. Yep. in his apartment a big tank that he could not have brought up yep. by himself so i do want to talk about that so that's <laughs> one that i can specifically testify that there's a zero percent and i do mean a 0.0 percent chance that i mean maybe if you're half thor julius bjornson the strong man maybe you could get <laughs> one of these up the stairs but people would hear you because like i so you know at my last job i was the hazmat manager for like a, a chemistry lab mm. and we had 55 gallon drums and when they're filled with liquid they're like 400 to 500 pounds and the official story is that jeffrey Dahmer jeffrey Dahmer brought one into a taxi <laughs> that was filled with acid a drug like just yeah yeah i'll just buckle this in next to me that i've just brought into the back seat which it wouldn't fit in the back seat and then brought it up the stairs like you you couldn't even do that with a drum dolly by right. yourself. Hey, like, buddy, what's with the drum? That. I was like, okay, <laughs> sorry, man. It's I was just like, okay, four hundred so pounds bullshit. of acid. It's just obvious bullshit. <laughs> exactly, and then people know. Some people know the story that like one of Dahmer's victims, well, more than one, got away. Yeah, yeah. And then the police yeah. brought one back, yeah. and 
an underage boy. And went, like, inside the apartment where he supposedly had, like, rotting corpses, and they were just like... Well, yeah, their, their reaction was like, ah, this is just some gay shit. Like, eh. Yeah, eh. <laughs> it's just some of that gross gay shit. I'm sure it's fine. Milwaukee's yeah. finest. All right, right, you boys, just keep it down now. <laughs> and that cop that like did that, he like got fired, but then like they had to rehire him and shit. Oh, there's a whole thing yeah. with that guy. But... Oh god. I mean, say what you will about feudal Japan, but at least in the old mm-hmm. days, you would disembowel yourself for doing something that dishonorable. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, Seppuku yeah. would be yeah. the, the the way to go. <laughs> Evan, speaking of coming. which, I've been I've been thinking you should probably do it, and I will happily serve as your second and remove your head. Yeah, will you make sure clean, that clean cut, my bushido does not fail <laughs> you, you, at, at the at the final um, moment? So I don't want to totally derail our conversation, but that does uh, bring up a point. Um, Jimmy, I've been listening to your uh, your series on Imperial Japan. Um, Mm -hmm. which is a subject that's sort of near and dear to my heart. And I've been loving it because, you know, and you kind of go into this, and so I will just recommend to our listeners that they go and listen to your show um, because it's it's awesome, and I'm, Mm -hmm. like, completely enraptured by by that particular subject. But um, one thing that I wanted... That's good because a lot of people didn't like the Japan stuff. Really? (laughs) Well, I think they did, but then they got tired of it or something. But... I yeah. personally got yeah. tired of doing Japan too, so I can't yeah. sympathize. Yeah. But that's totally fair. yeah. It's a lot of episodes. It is. <laughs> it was a big project. I mean, and it, but you know, just as someone who did appreciate it, first of all, it's awesome. So thank you. Um, of course, uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about before I forget, and maybe now is not the time. I don't know, but I really wanted to pick your brain <laughs> Brief about the uh, the inherent fascism of anime because I, <laughs> I I was so stoked to hear you just like immediately just like you know anime is all bad and. Uh, I mean, you can listen to it if you want to, but it's like pretty much all bad. So, um, and I mean, I don't mean to put words in your mouth there, but uh, mm-hmm. how 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 upset did the weebs get? And uh, do you have any anything you want to talk about about uh, fascist anime? You know, actually, I thought that that would be more controversial. No one really, if anyone got mad at it, they didn't contact me about it. Oh, good. Uh, They're probably used to the abuse. I know. Weirdly, I don't get a lot of um, pushback for a lot of things that I talk about. Yeah. The, you want to yeah. know the thing that I got the most pushback on? What's that? Was yeah. the when I said the Beatles were a psyop. That was <laughs> one where people were just like, no. Well, there's a lot of white dads out there, dude. You got you got to be really careful yeah. when you knock the Beatles. You pick your battles. Yeah. Plus, they had that that. Uh, the, the movie that was on, what was that, Disney Plus or whatever? Mm-hmm. That oh, was yeah. about uh, the making of one of their albums or something like that. So, you know, I mean, everybody was really in Beatles media. <laughs> it was about, like, for 10 minutes there. of interesting footage in that four-part documentary. I I yeah. refuse to watch a second yeah. of that. I have not and will never I watch zipped a around a little bit of it because I love uh, a lot of that, like, early studio magic stuff. And watching how they got some of that those sounds was cool. But, like, yeah. most of it was just them dicking around like... Oh, what if I played the G chord? Like, and it's just like, who, who fucking cares? There's nothing worth yeah. seeing here. Like, I've been in a million yeah. band practices with this idiot, and I know for a fact that like Thank those you. conversations are not worth storing for posterity. They're not. They're usually like interspersed with a lot of beer burps. Like, yeah, kind of like this like, show. Yeah, honestly, no for it. we've just sort of yeah. continued. We got rid of the music, and now we just do the band rehearsal conversation. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty well. Anyway, I didn't mean to, dis- to distract. I just wanted to quickly no, uh, no, shout out because I thought that was a cool series, and I, I just thought the, yeah. the fascist anime thing was funny. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, but as long as we're doing asides, I do want to go back to Wayne Williams, and I don't know, maybe maybe we can even throw this clip mm-hmm. here into this podcast. But Jimmy, you had a clip where it, it was amazing. I was driving home from work, and I literally almost I. I probably listened to this clip about five times. I almost had to pull over. Oh, yeah. Because this reporter, right, so, like, Wayne Williams, uh, there is, like, a, there's, like, some kind of CIA training base, like, near Atlanta, where Wayne Williams grew up. And, like, it was uncovered that Wayne Williams, or Wayne Williams himself wrote about how he was trained there. Mm-hmm. And this reporter brings it up to him while he's in jail. And she's doing it as a way to try to gotcha him into saying that he knows how, you know, even though he's a small guy... He knows, like, hand-to-hand combat, and therefore, like, he could probably kill a person larger than him, you know, like a child or whatever he was accused of. But, uh, but like, he has no fucking idea that that's the way that she's going at it. And you can tell he's fucking, like, he's panicking. Because yeah. mm-hmm. she's asking him about this, and he's like, I don't, like, I-, I can't talk about that, I can't talk about it. Like, he keeps saying, like, and you can tell, you can hear the panic in his voice until he realizes that, like, you know, she doesn't realize how close she is to something. And then he was really like, "Oh, you mean the hand to hand?" Yeah. And like, yeah, I was like, he like you could. He's thinking that she's like going down a road that he's very scared for her to go down. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even fucking realize it because she's just trying to get a guy who's already in jail for killing people to admit that he could kill somebody. Yeah. You know, it was like, it was, it was yeah again one of those moments where it's just like, again, my brain just leaking out of my ears. When we returned to prison for our final interview with Wayne Williams, we had one question he was not expecting. What Wayne had written about being recruited for espionage training as a teenager. At a secret government camp hidden in the woods near this North Georgia lake, where he was given what could amount to a license to kill. It's called Finding Myself. What's finding myself? It reads like an autobiography. Go ahead, I'm I'm, I'm serious. It's it's a account of your CIA training. We're not going to get into that. Why not? We're not going to get into that. I got a copy of it. Yeah, but we're not going to get into that. Why not? You're just simply not going to get into that. By his account, Wayne Williams was fresh out of high school, just 18 years old, when he was initiated into a secret world. So, I'll do the talking part, and you can answer what part of it you want. You write how you fired rifles, submachine guns, handled assault weapons, grenade launchers, C4, learned uh, unarmed combat techniques through this training group over weekends. Is it, is it true or is it false? We're not going to comment on that. When you're 19 years old. You're saying you work for the CIA. You've been recruited. I'll let the document speak for itself. We're not going to comment on that. Copyright 1992 by Wayne Williams. Is this an autobiography? I cannot comment on that. Were you trained in unarmed combat techniques? Could you grab somebody bigger than yourself, put them in a chokehold? Because that's what that is. 
I'm sure there are other things in unarmed combat besides putting somebody in a chokehold. Well, when I talk to the military experts and I say to them, what exactly does that mean? That's one of the things on their list. Top two things, by the way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. So are you trained in let that me, or let not? Me, let, me, let me say this. Let's just say that I had some experiences that I do not want to comment on today for reasons that the document says, okay? The fact is, what does that have to do with the situation today? Everything. You tell me. It has everything to do with it. A a big part of the conversation when I talked to your lawyers was, could Wayne Williams grab somebody? Did he have the strength? Look how he's not a big guy. Could he he grab someone in an unarmed combat technique and kill them? It's actually a very simple question. Can you kill someone with a chokehold? And when you, you were 19 years could. old... <laughs> you probably could. Under the right I know for a fact I could not. I know, uh, for a, I know you're being facetious, but I know for I know, a fact I, I could saying. not. You don't, you don't know but uh, were you trained as a teenager to do that? Because that's what you're writing in this. All and I, I, I get CIA, you don't want to talk about it. It's all off the record. Let, let, let me state this for the record. Okay. Um, I think in the paper that you have, and I, I will say this, that it says that there was contact with a certain program, and I will say it was the Joint Officer, excuse me, Junior Officer Training Program, which was run by a certain agency, and you're correct, CIA, but I never said that I worked for them. I simply said now who's splitting hairs. that I were had you trained? some contact were you with trained? some person, and that's all I'm going to say. Were you trained? In these techniques. That's all I'm going to say. No, absolutely. That you should insert that clip because it is like chilling. Because like, first of all, he is like like, he's a killer. So it's already like spooky. But like, he's okay. That's the interesting thing. Okay, he taught like they refer to this thing that he wrote. I've never been able to find it. If someone, if one of your listeners by chance has the Wayne Williams. Uh, memoir me- or whatever. Yeah, memoir. Like, let me know. Prison memoir. I've tried so hard to find it, but yeah, he's talking about being trained at this paramilitary camp in different arts of like killing people, surveillance, different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now there was actually a camp near Atlanta, <laughs> yep. and it trained mercenaries <laughs> and yeah. various people. Um, it was run by a guy named Mitch Werbel III. He's the mm-hmm. guy who invented, I think, a certain type of silencer, and I think he was part of the group that created the Mac-10 machine mm. gun, mm-hmm. the Whispering Death, as <laughs> they say. And so he ran this like camp. It's actually still in Atlanta. It's run by his kids, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And wouldn't you know they trained all types of mercenaries all types it's like of, some school of the americas shit yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. some of the larouche cults <laughs> trained there <laughs> around the same time uh dude yeah it's, <laughs> yeah when the, like yeah i was listening to that and it's just like seeing all of these different fucking things like converging, converging here it's like those moments when you just like all the like kind of the spider web i don't know you just like all converges and then branches back out because, like, like, yeah, the clan was getting training there, and some of those guys mm-hmm. went on to do actual bombings and shit. Like, 
mm-hmm. truly insane stuff. So, yeah. like, when Wayne Williams says, like, I didn't kill those kids, and, like, I was trained at this paramilitary tra- camp, like, yeah, like, no one's stupid. No one knows <laughs> to just trust convicted serial killers in everything they say. Yeah. But, like, most of them are not saying, I'm innocent. Most of them are saying, I did some of the murders, yeah. but not all of them. Right. And that is, exactly. like, like, not Dave, going to get the David Berkowitz free. does the same thing, yeah. Yeah, like, that is not yeah. what you would claim if you're trying to get, you know, your conviction overturned or right. whatever. Right, or what's, yeah. what's the, like, No, listen, I killed some folks. I just didn't kill those ones. Right. Yes. Or I didn't do this shit by myself. Right, if but, I'm going down, I need the real truth to be yeah. illuminated. And so, yeah, you're right. That stuff always just gets glossed in. It's like, no, 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 you did all of them. We know you did all of them, you <laughs> fuck. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like a similar thing where, like, the only two assassins in history that didn't want to take credit for the assassination were Sirhan Sirhan and <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald. Like, every other political assassin can't shut the fuck up about how proud they are that they did that shit. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they've usually got some kind of axe to grind. They've got some kind of political motive. Maybe and a they manifesto. do the killing as a way mm-hmm. to make that known. Yeah. And then it's, except the only two... <laughs> that don't are the Kennedy yeah. ones, you know? Exactly. <laughs> no. No, it's so true because, like, political assassins love to talk about their motivations. Well, they can't the shut the fuck up. That's thing. why they did it. What's the point of a, of, of, of a political assassination if you're not getting your message across? You know, it's, it's no, like, nobody like, does a, a political... <laughs> right. Yeah, like, yeah. nobody who's not, like, a government operative does a political assassination and thinks they're going to get right. away with it. Like, if you're just some fucking swinging dick and you take a shot at a politician... You know you're going down. Like, you know you're going to yeah. get caught. And you that's kind of part of the thing. You want to, you want to like, bring light to something. Mm-hmm. Well, right. <laughs> it's like it's like why, know. like, uh, groups like Al-Qaeda or whatever will just blanket take yeah. credit for things they didn't even do. Because it's all about the yeah. message, right? And so, like, if you're, <clears throat> if you're in a situation... Yeah, you're right. It makes no sense. Like, why wouldn't you... I killed him and here's why. It's like, no, no, I didn't do that. Yeah. Like, what do you accomplish with that? <laughs> what the fuck yeah. you talking about? I just saw some woman in a polka dot dress, and then next thing I know, I got a, I'm, I'm arrested. In a paddy wagon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. <clears throat> Let's see. What other stuff do you want to hit up? Let's see. I mean, you know, we've got we've got our boy Jolly West showing up a few times, right? Oh, yeah. He is the all over the place. The crown prince of spooks, man. Every time Jolly West shows up, you know some shit's gonna go down. <laughs> you know that's like Jack Ruby. He uh, he was fine. Then uh, Jolly and West gives him a little, you know, a little checkup, and Jack Ruby can never speak again. <laughs> Next thing you know, yeah. Um, I, well, look, oh look, he's too crazy to testify. <laughs> oops. Um. So let's see. I was just trying to decide or see what mm-hmm. would make sense. Because uh, for sure, like, you know, my ability to talk extemporaneously is like heavily dependent on whether I talk, <laughs> wrote an episode on it. But sure. I will say, I, yeah, yeah. I will say this though. Part of my show, like programmed to chill was inspired yep. by like simply reading program to kill and being like, no yeah. no and then like yeah. i go into the footnotes and i go and i'm like there's no way that's true and i go track down the footnote and lo and yep. behold i find something that's even more 
crazy than what he actually put in the book. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't tell you how many times I did that. And after a certain point, I was just like, well, I might as well just freaking do a show or something if I'm doing all this research. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, a little bit different, but that's basically what well, Cam and I started this podcast, too. Mm-hmm. Like, for years, we talked about doing the podcast because both of us uh, are pretty vociferous readers, mm-hmm. and we would just basically, like, you know, barf out all of these, you know, <laughs> Of facts to each other all yeah, the time. Yeah, it became like an echo We're chamber. Like, just... listen, instead of just like annoying each other yeah. with like our like hyper focus or like, uh, like subjecting our, why don't we just do our friends show? and family who like don't give a fuck yeah. about any of it? <laughs> yeah. We may as well just like we're glad you're interested, Evan, but can you fuck yeah. off? Um, yeah, so it's like we may as well just put this out there, and then people who specifically want this exact type of thing can have it. And yeah, we get the satisfaction of uh, running our mouths, and uh, and mm-hmm. then other people who actually want to hear it can hear it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this podcasting thing is kind of strange, isn't it? Yeah, it is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I think about so you you know you obviously have guests on your show, but also do a lot of your shows independently, um, mm-hmm. and I can only imagine like doing a solo. Uh, podcast where you don't have someone else to kind of bounce off of and kind of create dialogue mm-hmm. and fill time because a lot of what we do I mean the first 10 to 20 minutes of most of our episodes are just Evan and I bullshitting right and so we pad yeah. it and we get ourselves out to an hour hour and 15 um, but you must be working from from a script pretty much exclusively and and that's got to be a, just a, a lot of work man yeah. Yeah. No, I basically do script out my solo episodes, and it's like mm-hmm. kind of stupid how much work it is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest working man in podcasting. <laughs> I added up yep. the uh, amount of pages that I wrote, oh, and my Google Doc kept crashing. Wow, dude. Really? Damn. Wow. Yeah. I. I know I've got like I've got all of mine like laid out into different mm-hmm. docs, but like, like they're all like side by side. I'm just like watching that list grow yeah. as well. But like yeah. you know, a lot of that like you know if I write like like I said like a lot of it you know we can just kind of start bullshitting at a certain point. I can't even imagine doing the podcast solo like that. It must be yeah. We've each written brutal. like a small book at this point. Granted, on different subjects, you know. But yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if every episode's eight to twelve pages or a little more for us, uh, yeah, yeah, we've yeah, done, we each have like hundreds. Like yeah, this will be fifty nine, yeah. fifty nine and sixty probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look in the mirror and look at a killer. I grew up with niggas, crop you out the picture. Bodies keep stacking up, yeah, after you got the young niggas thinking they serial killers. Wow. Tone choppers with switches, they scratch off the cereal. Love blood in the whip, it fucked up, it's interior. Yeah. Watch what you say, cause this shit can get real. And watch how you move unless you made a steal. Shot in the car and I got, got the wheel. These niggas on wood, they got bodies for real. My doctor got out, he did 20 some years. He took it to trial, but he lost his appeal. I went to school with some serial killers. They breaking your house, they need serial with you. The same nigga cut first period with you. Watch who you trust, they might be out to get you. And one wrong step, you get put in a switcher. Say the wrong Thing, get put in the back, boy. Wipe a nigga, no, no tissue. Bless him. Last nigga tried me, found in the back. Ain't none of these crews more vicious. Just play a good role and they show can't act good. Put folks in my business. Nigga smoke on my name and got smoked like a pack of wood. Um, yeah, so let's, I guess, do we want to kind of rein it in a little bit? Evan, is there um, something else, well, like a prompt that you wanted to kind of? 
direct conversation. Yeah, I did want to talk about Richard Ramirez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which also, uh, your Richard Ramirez episode introduced me to the rapper Ramirez. Oh, which yeah. he he fucking rips, so I've been listening to a lot of his shit since then. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny but, because uh, yeah. I was like obviously I read about Richard Ramirez in Program to Kill and I thought it was interesting. Yeah. But like the origin of that episode was like I was just listening to the rapper and I was just like, What if I did a Richard Ramirez episode using that music? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's good. But yeah, who uh Richard Ramirez who's uh I mean, I guess, well, I guess if we're going to talk about Richard Ramirez, maybe we want to briefly talk about something I haven't quite gotten uh, to uh, to yet for the podcast, because we haven't gotten to Vietnam, but the Phoenix program, which also sort of really ties in with, uh, you know, the entire program to kill thesis. So do you want to give like a quick ba- quick background <coughs> on the Phoenix program? Yeah, so a lot of your listeners probably know the Vietnam War was pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot take, man. Yep. This is going to be a controversial one. Yeah, it is. It is tough to take the side of America in the Vietnam War, although some real unrepentant hogs will still do it. But exactly. So basically, the Phoenix program was this. It's really interesting because there's like just like with MK Ultra or something. There's like this understanding of it, and then there's like these additional elements. But like mm-hmm. the general understanding is that it was a targeted assassination program. Right. Which is like bad enough. The yeah. additional interesting aspects are that they w- would go in and like abduct people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes they would kill them just right there, but frequently they would like go in and take people, which is spooky. Mm-hmm. They had like the whole thing was run by the CIA, so they had like mm-hmm. computerized systems of keeping track of like who you need to abduct and like what that yeah. would do to like a network that is resisting you type of thing like all kinds of really yeah. and then it incorporated like torturing them and like getting names things of this nature yeah and it's also really with the phoenix program that you see kind of like computer technology really explode mm-hmm. uh which you can also then you know as a you know <laughs> we can get back to phoenix program in one second but also then you see something like where copper wiring is really important to these computer systems that start exploding during Vietnam. And lo and behold, there's a lot of copper mines in Chile. And then you get Allende in Chile, uh, right in the early 70s. And then, low. you know, he starts nationalizing copper mines. And, you know, how, it's how these tendrils just start, you know, across continents, you know, and across decades. Um, uh, what was I saying, though, where we were talking about the Phoenix program? Yep. So the Phoenix program is relevant to Richard Ramirez primarily because his cousin, it was cousin, right? Like, oh, yeah, 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 his cousin. Uh, cousin Miko. Uh, what's his name? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a Green Beret in Vietnam. And so mm-hmm. he came back from the war and, you know, this, <sighs> he sounds like a real fucking loser. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the... Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Like, I th- he's showing his like twelve-year-old cousin Polaroids of him, like, uh, like raping girls at gunpoint and shit. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. like, so cousin Miguel got up to some really heinous shit as a Green Beret, 
we're talking like literal photographs of like people he like decapitated women mm-hmm. he raped at gunpoint just insane shit and so little mm-hmm. richard ramirez is like hanging out with cousin miguel smoking pot and he like looks up to you learning about all this stuff and cousin miguel's like teaching him hey you know how to kill someone this is the way to do it this is the way you cut someone's neck not you know crazy yeah crazy this is shit. how you you can like hide out in the shadows and like use shadows to the point where somebody's not going to be able to really see you until it's too late like all that shit yeah so with richard ramirez it's interesting right because i don't think that like <laughs> there was any like government brainwasher mm-hmm. sitting there trying to be like okay now you're going to go be a serial killer richard ramirez is probably the story of blowback in multiple different ways right that's why i wanted to talk about this yeah because like his childhood i thought it's so fucked up like it's like a david lynch nightmare i think most humans have in them the capacity to to commit murder uh it is not because no we don't richard yeah yeah, so, like, when you said that, too, I could really picture it, because Eraserhead's my favorite, favorite movie. Mm. And, like, as you said, like, you know, uh, Richard Ramirez, he has, like, an older sibling. His, his older brother is, like, severely deformed. He was born, like, in, like, basically, like, this, like, industrial, like, chemical, basically, like, wasteland that's also, like, the winds from, like, the um, the New Mexico, like, nuclear tests yeah, are, like, just... blowing over the town he's from. Yep. And so, like, a ton of kids in that town were getting birth defects, you know. This is, like, it's it's one of those, like, weird gray zones where the government kind of doesn't acknowledge it. But, like, there are a mm-hmm. bunch of, like, Native Americans and, like, just Mexicans who, like, just mm-hmm. had these, like, crazy birth defects. His mom worked at, mm-hmm. like, a boot chemical factory. And so she was, like... Yeah, no respirators or nothing. Yeah, Just gnarly shit. Mm-hmm. And so, like... Yeah. Yeah, several of his siblings had different birth defects. One in particular yeah. was pretty bad. He, he like mm-hmm. his older brother's legs were all like fucked up and like he needed like mm-hmm. dozens of surgeries to be able to walk. Mm-hmm. Who knows what happened to Richard Ramirez, but wouldn't you yeah. know, you know he ended up with like really bad grand mal seizures. Yeah, and like his mom was like working in this chemistry lab like while pregnant. Mhm. Yep. And, like, it's just spooky shit, because, like, I didn't know this, but, like, a side effect of having grand mal seizures is that you literally see demons. Jesus. Or just things that you could call demons, like, you don't right. know what they yeah. are. And then, like, that went away, and, like, you know, he was growing up in, like, a working-class Mexican-American neighborhood, which didn't have a lot of opportunities, so, like, his brother became a junkie. He wasn't mm-hmm. going to probably go into the military, so, like, he became a burglar, and, like, he just became this burglar junkie who then, after a certain point, just decided to start killing people. Mm-hmm. And, like, he latched on to Satanism and very explicitly mm-hmm. identified with his crimes with Satanism. Yep. He met Anton LaVey, <laughs> all kinds of really spooky, weird stuff. Long yeah. story short, he goes on this whole murder spree, he gets caught, etc., etc. But mm-hmm. Yeah, at one point he gets arrested. Uh the cop like walks away from the car, he gets out, draws a pentagram on the hood and then runs away. Mm-hmm. And the cops just like, this is cool, this is normal. 
Exactly. <laughs> it just lets him go. And then there's like slight indications that there could be something more like it's less mm-hmm. obvious than maybe with other serial killers, but like Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's a hundred percent a spoon. He's, he's something, and he <laughs> yeah yeah he managed to get a well. He got arrested, and he got put in a cell right next to Richard Ramirez. Just, like, weird yep. shit. Yeah. He's always popping up in all these things. And then, like... You know, he's just popping up in Ukraine and shit like that. He caught El Chapo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah oh, that's like, right. So yeah, he, Sean Penn, yeah, dude. Sean. And then you look at some of his roles. Like, don't get me started. There's yeah. so much with Sean Penn. Yeah, like Jeff Spicoli. Yeah, there, there's... I mean, fast times. <laughs> that's clear yeah. spook shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you are doing? Learning about Cuba, having some food. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some shit going down with uh, Sean Penn. Yeah. Was it but, um, um was it Sean Penn? No, no. You know what? It was. I was thinking of Woody Harrelson, whose dad was like probably mm-hmm. a hitman. Yeah. That's a whole separate thing. His I was dad, thinking it was Sean Penn. But... I don't actually think this, but there's a legitimate theory that Woody Harrelson's dad could have been the gunman. <laughs> On the oh, grassy on the grassy oh, uh, oh, I remember. Mm-hmm. I read that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know exactly if I have a strong theory as to like who it was, but he definitely was. It a was bank Woody Harrelson's dad and H.W. Uh, Bush, <laughs> both of them. They they were the uh, they were the um, the hobos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one of. Richard Ramirez's lawyers later went on to be the lawyer for like Charles Ng mm-hmm. with the whole Lake and Ng murders. Just mm-hmm. like, yep. Like, yeah. Certain, yeah. So, like, what, what were the Lake and Ng murders? I don't, I'm not even familiar. Yeah, those ones are later on in PTK. Okay, I'll get there. They were like, yeah. Here, here's a little, little teaser. Okay. So, Okay. I do have a Lake and Ang episode, episodes that are in the nice. works. Oh, cool. recorded, not edited. And nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot with that. But the long yeah. story short is that they were all about th- having a bunker where they would torture, abduct and torture women. Okay. That was mm-hmm. like their MO. Really fucked up shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but anyway, so that's Richard Ramirez. It's like maybe the least like there are intelligence ties to this, but like there's so many weird yeah. little details with him still, you know. Oh, yeah, he was but abused that, by that's a the reason I like his in there is because yeah, his his cousin was like almost assuredly a uh, Phoenix program assassin, and yeah, so it's like you know sometimes you know these it's, it sort of goes with like the whole idea of like program to kill us that there's not like one thing but rather there's this whole like confluence of things and that you know this explosion of serial killers really can't just be explained as people killing other people in you know like a serial fashion but rather that there's both blowback there's blowback and maybe intentional creation and you know things like assassins where you're hiding them in serial killings and stuff like that there's this whole sort of series of other potential explanations for some of them yeah and i respect that he doesn't try to just replace one false answer with another false answer because like Mm -hmm. there's not just the one thing it's like five or six horrible things um exactly yeah i did want to say to maybe to wrap up or whatever um yeah 
and I know that you have this on your list, but the mm. uh, what I considered the smoking gun. Yes. Yes. That's it. Yeah. So, <laughs> with a lot of the different episodes that I've done with, you know, my series FBI versus PTK, you know, I go through different serial killers like we've been talking about, and you know, mm-hmm. making the case, finding evidence that wasn't in Program to Kill, you know, mm-hmm. either because it's come to light after the books come out, or you know, maybe McGowan didn't know it, or. You know, there's lots mm-hmm. of news sources and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, but I found <laughs> uh, this MK Ultra subproject because mm-hmm. a lot of people know that there are a bunch of different subprojects, <clears throat> and FBI or excuse me, MK Ultra subproject 39 was specifically studying <laughs> studying sexual psychopaths. Yep. Awesome. And so. Already, we're kind of demolishing the idea that it was just MK Ultra was just dosing some people with acid. Ha ha ha. Right. Yeah, let's see what happens when if we give him acid for seventy days. Yeah, let's see what happens if we give acid to a guy that is a murderous pedophile or like a murderous rapist, yeah. right? Yeah, and maybe put them in sort of these like uh, put him inside of a box for like a month that they can't move in and shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So they basically, there was this uh, mental institution in Michigan, Ionia State Mm -hmm. Hospital, and they had this population of what they termed sexual psychopaths, all Mm -hmm. convicted, and they, I've, like, we have the primary source material for, like, not the findings of the subproject, but, like, the... Mm-hmm. initial layout like the purpose of the experiments what they were going to do what the budget was this and this and yeah so the idea was that and you can always ask whether this was the real intention or not but the idea was that right. a sexual psychopath would have secrets that they would not want to reveal somewhat mm-hmm. similar to like a foreign spy that that gets caught Mm-hmm. And so they could experiment on interrogating <clears throat> these guys and figure out if they could, like, get them to crack and tell the truth about their horrible crimes. Mm-hmm. The techniques that they were using were dosing people with all kinds of drugs, just like you thought, yep. but also narco, narco hypnosis and hypnosis. And so there are these, like, documents you can read they're online mm-hmm. that yep. explain how it's like okay we're going to have a control group that doesn't have anything done to them and then we interrogate them we're going to have a group where we do <laughs> just hypnosis we're going to have a group where we just give them drugs we're going to have a group where we give them drugs and hypnosis and see if we can mm-hmm. <laughs> like get them to Unlock talk these freaks right yeah and it's an open question as to whether they went on to do other things because not very long after I found this whole long legal battle where they were doing psychosurgery on these guys in Ionia. Psychosurgery would include lobotomies, but also could include implanting things or going in and poking other things. Like psychosurgery could involve a lot of different things. Mm. 
And also the CIA had been doing psychosurgery with dogs and planting stimuli and things and trying to remote control them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. that sounds so, awesome. <laughs> yeah, a remote-controlled bionic, a uh, remote-controlled yeah, dog. I don't see the problem with that. Imagine, yeah, <laughs> I would love imagine a remote. You can have your dog, dog play fetch whenever you want to. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine how demented it would be to play fetch with a dog and then have to control the dog to get the stick and bring it back to you to throw it for the dog that you're. <laughs> just sort throw, of like just throw a stick and go undermine get it. the joy of a dog. <laughs> right. and it, yeah. that's, I, it's just it's so gross. It's making me laugh. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. This is just like these fucking sickos had these thoughts, and they're like, oh, take really, like yeah, one of the fucking... just just bar none one of the best organisms on this planet, <laughs> like turn it into yeah. Oh, that's and they're horrible. like, let's fuck with that. Let's shit. make yeah. it a robot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was that was too much for me. So. <laughs> In my research process, right, I was researching a completely different thing. I found, I heard, okay, what what was this about an MK Ultra project with sexual psychopaths? That's the thing. Okay, mm-hmm. your listeners probably know this, but like, do not trust the gatekeepers, the people yeah. who think that they know about a given topic, because right. like, if you were to read books about MK Ultra, they do not talk about the MK Ultra project that is out there, declassified, that mm-hmm. talks about sexual psychopaths. Nobody talks about it. Yeah, you always have to... That's, like, one of the things that, you know, when when researching this stuff, is you always have to, you know, beware of the, uh, the limited hangout, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's... <laughs> Very, I could list off several books which have neglected to yeah. talk about this subproject anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'm like researching it and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I'm like, oh, this is sounding really fucked up. Okay. And then I'm yeah. like, okay, the psychosurgery thing. Oh, shit. Oh, this is sounding really bad. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, were there any serial killers that went to Ionia State Hospital at the time that they were doing this stuff? And I was like looking and looking, and then I was like, "Oh, oh no!" Yeah, there was, hmm. in fact, there was yeah. a serial killer who went to Ionia State Hospital, and in fact, cited that time, and other people also said that his time at Ionia caused a severe personality change, and. From that point on, after getting out of Ionia, went on a killing spree. Jesus. Do you want to know which serial killer this was? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Henry Lee Lucas. Nice. Yep. (laughs) Who's one of the spookiest. Oh, Hall of Famer for sure. (laughs) Serial killer. Hall of Famer. Well, spooky as in like, you know, spooky, spooky, yeah. yeah. Real, a real lunch pill, nine to five type of serial killer putting in numbers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. guys want to give like a really quick, just so we're not talking about it and not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Henry Lee Lucas killed anywhere between two to six hundred people. <laughs> yep, he's like the and Bo Jackson of killing folks. Just <laughs> yeah. And if you're wondering about that range, well, we can thank the Texas Rangers, who yeah, they're just like, so did you guys do this one? He's like, yeah, I did that shit. <laughs> He, they took like, they took Henry Lee Lucas on tour, state to state, yeah. where he would confess to dozens and yeah. dozens of murders. 
Yeah, all right, pull, pull out all the uh, the cold cases, all the unsolved ones. Uh, Henry, you do this one? Yeah, I fucking did that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I fucking killed that guy, yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, obfuscates the fact that he did kill probably at least, you know, dozens. Right. Is a yeah. very conservative estimate. <laughs> yeah. So... The, yeah, and then right, they just the, used him to mop up all these unsolved. Hey, we solved yeah, six hundred exactly. murders. <laughs> I mean that that was like that's like Herb Mullen yeah. too. You know what I mean? Yeah, where they're just like they're just tossing fucking, they're just getting clearances. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're like, yeah, yeah, let's just give this guy this one too. Yeah, Cops fuck just it. Being uh, I got this grimy. triple murder over here. Yep, give him that one. So the main thing with Henry Lee Lucas is that he said that he well, it's. Okay, it's known that he had an accomplice, Otis Tool, I think mm-hmm. his name is. Yep. And it's also notable because Henry Lee Lucas famously said that he was trained at a paramilitary camp in the Florida yep. Everglades. Hey, mm-hmm. Evan and Cam, were there any paramilitary training camps in the Florida Everglades? Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of shit going down in South Florida, man. Interesting. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So Henry Lee Lucas said that he was inducted into a nationwide satanic cult that would abduct children for child porn production in Mexico. Uh, also that they did drug trafficking. Also that they did organized crime hits. Uh <laughs> He made a lot of He's got it all. really crazy claims. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, Henry Lee Lucas got the death sentence. He was put on death row. Do you know what happened to Henry Lee Lucas? Uh, no, I don't. No. He Do was know? pardoned. He was... Oh, that's right. He yeah, was, he, was, he was... The only pardon, yeah. He was pardoned by Governor Bush. No fucking The way. only pardon Bush had. The only, the only one. Yeah. Governor Bush oversaw something like over 200 executions by the state of Texas. The yeah. only person he pardoned was Henry Lee Lucas. It's like they're just like... Or I should say that like face. he recommended that yeah. it, like they review his case or whatever. That's It was like a yeah. soft pardon or whatever. But like... Yeah. <laughs> the oh only person for whom that happened... Now, you have to ask yourself, with his claims that, like, there were high-level people involved in his purported group, does that not sound a little bit more plausible if you think about it that way? I mean, the bushes are (laughs) high-level. Yeah, and the bushes are also, they're not above throwing shit in your face. It's like when H.W. says... He doesn't remember where he was in Dallas of November 22nd, 1963. The only fucking person on earth. It's like, bro, you could just that. say you did. Like, you don't have to say you don't remember. Just make up a lie, bro. Right. Like, yeah, the fact that he says he doesn't remember, he's just telling you, like, what the fuck are you going to do And then about didn't, it? like, yeah. his dad, like, like, send a bunch of money to Hitler? Yeah. Oh, Prescott? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Prescott like, I know it's was, not like, like, super involved. Uh, like a, it's not a, a proven, right? But it's, like, it's pretty much... No, I think it is no it's proven, proven right? that they were doing, like, trades Business. with the Nazi mm. party. Or the yeah. Nazi government, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good American family. <laughs> but, yeah, and, I mean, the Bush family, they go back to, like, the revolution. Mm. Like, they're, like, the old American, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they're not actually, like, Texas, Florida... Like they're yeah, actually they're, they're, like, like they're Yankees, old wasps. they're not cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. They're like old New England, right? They're like an old New England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're from Connecticut. Yeah. 
Man, all the all the best freaks are from here. Vampires. Yeah. You guys in Connecticut? Yeah, seriously. Nah, we're in Mass. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, the, the, the worst That's New good. England state. <laughs> I mean, the best, but the worst. <laughs> right, right. No, so Henry yeah. Lee Lucas, he very likely got fucked up in this one of these MK Ultra related things he went on. Mm-hmm. So I consider that a smoking gun because I found it because yeah. I didn't know it was there before I looked and mm. like it really freaked me out when I found it. So and, yeah, and then you start thinking about Ed Kemper going to what was it, a Tascadero uh, mm-hmm. before his killing spree. That's right. Yep, and uh, there were other ones there too, right? At a Tascadero. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Can't. But yeah, and then you start thinking about these other serial killers who go to institutes that have connections, mm-hmm. you know, to are getting money from, you know, some of these CIA fronts and then they go on killing sprees. And yeah, and that's when you that's when you know, I mean like, <laughs> they're they're already pretty good at getting soldiers to kill. Yeah. <laughs> How much easier maybe could it be to get an abused person to kill basically yeah yeah exactly so that's the thesis of program to kill is that there's a bunch of factors and that some people are in fact program to kill I'm smoking this dope on my lift off. Got too many pieces like jigsaw. Keep talking sweet, you get knocked off. Go hit up your block with a Molotov. Keep a truly light bodybuilder. Got a problem, yeah, we can fix it. Pull out a chopper, no 30 is special. Two to three rifle, it came with his stairs. I'm smoking this dope on my lift off. Got too many pieces like jigsaw. Keep talking sweet, you get knocked off. Go hit up your block with a Molotov. Keep a truly light bodybuilder. Got a problem, yeah, we can fix it. Pull out a chopper, no 30 is special. Two to three rifle, it came with his stairs. High gun, we'll travel. You a lame, you shook and you extra Why your ex keep hitting me up on the regular Sex was alright, the hell was incredible I just spent 20k on a new necklace They're getting started, but bitch, I'm a veteran Throwing these hundreds, I'm changing the weather Little shorty pushy, get wetter Give you these hands, big off, I may weather Homies in prison, still sending letters They know that I got them on gang on their commissary Got too many homies in cemetery I love them, I miss them, I can't get them back I do what they want me and get to them racks She wanna be famous, she throwing it back She won't get a shout out, I'll shake her on whack No love in this game, so my work for the tax My shooters to shameless, run up in your trap Cut her the kilo, I'll sell you a bag Watch how I whip it like Devo the track Neighborhood Devo, I'm snatching your chain Taking your bike, we keep it in this yep. Wow a nice little bow on top now <laughs> yeah <laughs> Neatly although up. i guess to be a little bit lighthearted too mm-hmm. i did at the end want to talk about like i don't know maybe it's now that i've just read it but like i feel like there's like a bunch of like media out there right now that's like ptk pilled mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i mean like it's like at netflix they have the son of sam show mm-hmm. that's based off of ultimate evil mori terry yeah uh i i watched a couple episodes of that one i didn't finish it but um, they have the John Wayne Gacy one, which I I don't know if it gets into his accomplices and stuff, but I've heard it's decent. Yeah, there's the uh, oh. the clown and the the clown and the Candyman podcast, which does and big okay. recommend on that. I normally don't listen to true crime, but that one is like extremely yeah. good. Cool, cool it's a podcast. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. There's I guess spoilers for anybody who cares about Stranger Things, but Stranger Things season four. Is basically programmed to kill. Mm. Yeah, it's like, but good. <laughs> but right. It's like, yeah. but that's good. 
Yeah, it's got like a serial killer who is experimented on by like an MK Ultra project, who then goes on to like kill like people who've had some sort of trauma, and through experimenting on him, they create other like mind controlled people. <laughs> like, um, you have that terrible uh, Disney Plus Marvel show Moon Knight, which is about a CIA agent who had childhood trauma who created a split personality from it <laughs> and uh, who is an assassin. Mm-mm. So it's like, I don't know, like, like again, that's a, like basically PTK, mm. you know? Exactly. And there... then like in retrospect, there's just tons and tons of examples in the past as well, mm-hmm. like of different yeah. media. Yeah. You were saying Cameron, I was just going to say there was an awful, uh, Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg movie, American Ultra, a few years ago, where he was like a uh, Manchurian yeah. candidate, but it was like a stoner comedy. It was very, very silly. Oh, I didn't God. finish it, but um, yeah, there's yeah. there's so many examples. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, honestly, like I think if there should be one takeaway for our listeners, uh, if any, if any particular thing and i know we kind of chatted about a whole bunch today um which was a blast but if any of this interested you um two things you should pick up program to kill um (laughs) if we haven't already turned you off to that if you can handle it it's it's yeah i I wouldn't recommend the book right but it's it's rad but also yeah like read at your own discretion um but also you should check out program to chill it's a it's a great show um and you also do uh is it patreon that you use for like exclusive content yeah. yeah there's there's like such a back catalog of yeah. stuff that's kind of adjacent to this yeah and, you know i know i quickly mentioned the japan thing and, and you were very humble about that but i think that's a cool series <laughs> so you guys should definitely check out the show because it's it's a lot yeah. more of yeah this. if i could yeah if i could recommend some episodes too uh if people like our korean war episode uh jimmy actually interviewed the guy who wrote the article that i worked pretty heavily off of so that episode's amazing um there's uh you you did uh an episode on the only other book i've ever read that was as difficult as program to kill which is the rape of nan king oh yeah Um, yeah. you've got the episode on that which was really really good Yeah, that was a great episode and then of course uh your oklahoma city episode was like i've listened to that one two times already i'll probably listen to it two more times that episode's fucking amazing Mm mm-hmm yeah, the like tons of great episodes. Program to Chill is a great, great podcast, and I can't recommend it enough. Thank you very much. Yeah, I have a bunch of free episodes, and then a lot of my new stuff's coming out on Patreon. But mm-hmm. for sure, like ironically, I don't actually talk about serial killers that often. Right. It's only once yeah. in a while. Usually, I'm talking about like espionage and like mm-hmm. weird manipulation of financial markets and accounting shit, like. <laughs> Yep. I'm usually pretty like grounded in like relatively less insane sounding things, right. but yeah, yeah. But occasionally you do go fully off the reservation too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh. Well, dude, thank, thank you, you so much, much for yeah. You, you, no, you, definitely. Thank you. This was a real blast. We're yep. we're really happy you were able to make the time for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, sitting with us and uh, talking about this today. And if we come up with something in the future, we'd love to have you on again. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to do something in the future. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Before we um, do our usual little sign-off, is there anything in particular that you want to kind of plug? Anything yeah. coming up that you want people to be aware of? 
Uh, no, just, yeah, check out the show. It's pretty cool. Oh, I sell t-shirts for the show. <laughs> yeah, with the I, I'm waiting of... for you to get back uh, the Angleton Mindset one back in stock for the uh, the American Apparel, because I want one of those. I Okay, because I, I think I can tell. Let's see, that's why I have the Gildan, because American Apparel, yeah. it's not always like... Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I know what you're talking about, but th- yeah. those t-shirts are cool. They got James Jesus Angleton face on them, which... Dude, this is the Angleton, <laughs> Angleton mindset is so good. Um, so, and then I have some other cool designs. I have a really cool buddy that I work with, Dakota, who makes the designs, yeah. and so it's just, it's cool stuff, so... Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I would also recommend following you on Twitter, because... You can see amazing things like you start a thread with Sabado Gigante, yeah. <laughs> and it ends with Pinochet's secret police, the Dina, uh, disappearing people. <laughs> and it's really great when you can see one where you see the first tweet in the thread and like the last one, and you're just like, uh, like, <laughs> like, how does he make this connection? Oh, yeah. No, that was a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you yeah. very much. I guess on Twitter, um, you know, it's just Jimmy Fallon gone, so yeah, you can find it. We'll uh, we'll toss it in mm-hmm. the uh, we'll put links to your stuff mm-hmm. in the uh, the show yeah. notes for you. Cool. Um, awesome. Well, as always, thank you guys for listening. Um, and I think Evan and I might do some some bumpers for these. We might split this up. We'll see what we're gonna do. But um yeah. as always, uh this has been the Left on Red podcast. Uh I'm Cam, my co host Evan, and this week we were joined by yep. the, the the one and only Jimmy Fallon Gong. Uh and yep. yeah, we've we spread mostly by word of mouth. So uh we always say it, but it's been working. Keep keep telling people and sharing the love and we're stoked that people are still listening to our dumb show so um yeah we will will you guys do such great topics too it's great we try man we're thank you very much very much a learning curve where we're trying to figure out how to make this show but i feel like we've hit a pretty pretty cool stride where yeah yeah we keep a good mix so we appreciate it all right well see ya all right peace Shoulder